As we conclude our discipleship series, our sixth and final Celtic Christian practice and Celtic Christian saint are going to be the practice of encircling and the Celtic saint, St. Patrick. St. Patrick is probably among the most familiar of the saints to anyone who is familiar at all with Ireland or Scotland or the Celtic Christian practices. But the practice of encircling may not be. You've probably heard of praying prayers of protection. We do it as we stop and talk about praying before we go on a trip, like very often before we would leave on a youth trip or a senior adult trip or um, making a journey. We'll pray that God be with us and bring us safely home again. um, Very often we'll pray God be with us, surround us, make us aware of your presence and take us safely and bring us back again into this place there. That is a small portion of the practice of encircling. But encircling means to use a lorica or a prayer of protection of invoking God's name to safeguard us in our life. And that's what loricas are. The most famous of those is St. Patrick's breastplate. And I'm going to share that with you at the end of our time together. It's very much inspired by the armor of God that we see in Ephesians 6:14 where Paul says put on the full armor of God and protect yourself against what evil in the world may do about the way the world may try to draw you away from God's presence. There. It's about putting boundaries. Um, we go to war over our borders. We build up walls to keep out people who are other, who are different than us. And yet we have an internal conflict that rages right on. Very often we don't know where the appropriate place for boundaries are found, where we need to say, no, I cannot do that. No, you cannot do that for me. When we picture ourselves being encircled, completely surrounded by God's presence, we then become able to see ourselves as valuable and beloved of God. We then ask the Holy Spirit to become involved with us in enforcing appropriate boundaries and choosing the things in which we participate. When we talk about building a wall to keep the other out, We have to come to this realization that the other already dwells within us. Within each of us is a darkness, a dark spot, something that is not yet healed by the Holy Spirit, that has not yet been transformed or sanctified into looking just like Christ would like us to look. Each of us has a shadow self. And we have to confront that part of ourselves. Very often what we want to do is lock that skeleton in the closet. We want to keep that hidden in the dark and no one else will see it. But God already sees it. And God wants us not to lock it in a closet and turn out the lights and pretend it's not there. God wants us to bring that part of ourselves out into the open to face it, to deal with it. To allow it to be redeemed or forgiven, either removed from us or a way that we find to manage it, like that thorn in the flesh that Paul experienced. We know that in the history of Israel, Israel actually became the oppressors 
that God helped them escape in Egypt. Egypt kept them under control, conscripted them into labor, wanted to control the size of their families, took away from them things that were theirs, parts of their herds and their crops and even their children. And God delivered them from Egypt, brought them into a promised land. And then what did they do? They began to oppress one another. They began to conscript one another into labor. It happened under King Solomon. He turned and did exactly what the prophet Samuel told them would happen when he anointed the very first King Saul. You want a king and you're fixing to get it. But eventually what happens is they oppress. They take from you. They control. Inside each of us is that fallen human nature that has a desire to oppress, to control, to condemn, to be unkind. When we engage in something that encircles us with God's love and God's peace, it helps us find the courage to bring that thing out and allow God to help us address it. Let's talk a little bit about St. Patrick. He is one of, if not the, patron saint of Ireland, along with St. Bridget and St. Columba. Here are the three patron saints. He is, as I said, probably the most well-known Irish or Celtic saint. He was captured in Wales by pirates when he was 16 years old. He lived as a slave for six years in Ireland. So he wasn't Irish. He is Welsh and is brought there under slavery. He had a spiritual awakenment that happened during his enslavement. He was eventually able to escape and go home to Wales. He studied theology when he went home. But a prophetic dream called him to go back to Ireland and for that to be his place of ministry. It's interesting to me that God called him to go back to the place of his biggest discomfort, to the place that was his greatest wound to his soul, and go there to do ministry. I'm one of those people who does not believe that God does bad things to us. Bad things happen because we live in a fallen and broken world. That is a result of humanity's free will choice to disobey God. But I have a dear friend who says, God wastes nothing. God will work to redeem that. And so the things that have been the hardest for us and that God has healed may be the thing that we can use to help others discover Jesus. St. Patrick did that. and He goes back to Ireland for ministry. He is called to go to the strangeness of the land that was so painful, to risk much by doing so. And when we too are called to that strangeness, we can long for protection in the arms of God. When we go somewhere strange and do something that stretches us, we want to know that God is with us and God protects us. We hear that in the words of Jesus and the call that comes to all who are called to wander, to be trailblazers, to um, engage in going where God calls us to go. We hear it in the Great Commission when Jesus says, and remember, I'll be with you until the end of it all. Every time an angel appears and makes a pronouncement to someone, they say, peace, peace be with you. Do not fear. because things that are new and different are strange and scary. 
And so a, a lorica or a prayer of protection can help us to feel better. The reality is that God is always with us. We believe that God is omnipotent or all-powerful, that God is omniscient or all-knowing, but that God is also omnipresent. God is everywhere. God is always with us. God's Holy Spirit lives within us. But when we pray, when we are gathered for worship, let your Holy Spirit fall upon us or pour out your Spirit upon us while we are gathered here. What we are truly saying is, make us more aware of your presence that is already with us. Let us live in an awareness that you are here. By paying attention to it, we are even able to submit our will to the will of God and to receive even more of that leading of the Holy Spirit, to be more led of God. So a prayer protection says, make me aware of your presence with me so that I can more humbly submit and experience more of walking through the world with you. The practice of encircling is a way of reconnecting with the sacred presence that is already with us. We have this idea of a kayam, which is a prayer. It um, also means Irish Gaelic for encircling or being encircled. And encircling is seeing an invisible circle around us as a reminder of God's love and of God's presence. So I want to talk to you about how do you practice encircling. And then I want to share with you the fullness of St. Patrick's breastplate. We're familiar with a little snippet of it instead of the whole thing. In the practice of encircling, you think about the four corners of the world, the four cardinal points or direction. The Bible says that God will gather God's people from the four corners of the world. The winds blow from the four corners of the world. We've talked about the number three as a sacred number for Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The fact that we are body, mind, and soul. Um, The fact that we love ourselves, those we know, and those we don't know. But the number four is a number that means universally. It means all. All four corners from every direction. And if you take a square with four sides and you make it 3D, you get a cube, which has six sides, but you have north, south, east, west, above and below, become the six directions. So in the practice of encircling, you determine the cardinal points in your yard. Even my phone has a compass app on it, and I can see that east is back over here in this direction. I'm facing um, north by northwest as I do this, so I would mark where my directions were. East represents the, the rising sun. God's help is always envisioned as coming to us from the east, from the rising of the sun. God's comfort happens in the west as the day cools and ends in comfort and peace. So we always start in the east and we move clockwise from there, just simply saying, God be with me. God be on my left and my right. God go before me and behind me. God be above me and below me. And so we might face east and start there. Lord, as your help comes to us at the beginning of a new day, 
allow me to feel the sun rise upon me as your favor does. And then you would turn from east to south. South is usually represented by fire and warmth. Let the passion of your Holy Spirit burn strong in me this day. Protect me from the fiery darts of the enemy which might come against me. Then we turn to the west. The west is usually represented by the element of water. In creation, water was chaos, but it is also we are washed, it says, by the washing of the water of the word of God that cleanses us. As we look to the West, Lord, let your Holy Spirit wash over me today. Let your word, as I read it, cleanse my heart and my mind. Cleanse me and make me more like Jesus. Protect me from the chaos of the world in those waters that might seek to overwhelm me. Isaiah 43 says, when you pass through the waters, you will not be hurt. Allow that to be me as I journey with you today. We come back to the north, which is usually represented by earth or ground. Lord, you are our creator. You made this world and all that is in it. Let my feet be firmly planted. Let me be like a tree in Psalm 1, planted beside waters with roots that go down deep and branches that stand strong and testify to your love and your glory. And then you go back to east where you all began. May I be completely encircled. You might check out um, Psalm 91 verses 1 through 6 for a little more on this. But also Psalm 139 verse 5 has this concept. And I believe it might have also helped to inspire St. Patrick along with the armor of God from Ephesians 6. But it talks about you hem me in before and behind, and you lay your hand upon me. In other words, this idea that God builds around us a hedge of protection with God's holy presence is beside us on each side, goes before us, follows behind us so nobody can attack from the rear. We are held up on solid ground by God, and then God places his hand over us in a loving and protected way of holding us in his hands. So that's the process of encircling. If you'd like to know more about this, I have a book called Water, Wind, Earth, and Fire. It's also written by Christine Walters Painter, who has done many of the practices that we've already talked about. Um, The book that inspired this particular discipleship journey, it's the Christian practice of praying with the elements or praying through encircling. So I want to share with you St. Patrick's Breastplate. Um, it's a good bit longer than we than the part that we usually know and hear. But remember that St. Patrick was called to go back from a place of safety in his homeland, back to the place where he was enslaved and mistreated, and be an instrument of love to those people. So as he thought about the world and the environment that he lived in, all the things going on in his day, he created this breastplate, a prayer of protection that he used to start the day. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ with his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom. I arise today through the strength of the love of cherubim in obedience of angels, in the service of the archangels, in the hope of resurrection to meet with reward, 
in the prayers of the patriarchs, in predictions of prophets, in preaching of apostles, in faith of confessors, in the innocent of holy virgins, and in deeds of righteous men. I arise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the brilliance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speeding of lightning, the swiftness of the wind, the depth of the sea, the stability of earth, and the firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to secure me. Against snares of devils, against temptations of vices, against inclinations of nature, against everyone who shall wish me ill afar and anear, alone or in a crowd. I summon today all these powers between me and these evils. Against every cruel and merciless power that may oppose my body and my soul. Against incantations of false prophets. Against black laws of heathenry. Against false laws of heretics. Against craft of idolatry. Against spells of witches and smiths and wizards. Against every knowledge that endangers man's body and soul. Christ to protect me today. Against poisoning. Against burning against drowning, against wounding, so that there may come abundance of reward. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ in breadth, Christ in length, Christ in height, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of Christ. May thy salvation, O Lord, be ever with us. Amen. So you might just think of God surrounding you. I don't suggest you use this full prayer. Think of what you might do. I sometimes think and will form that awareness of God being all around me. And then I may sit in silence and stillness for a few minutes, pray the Lord's Prayer, share a verse of Scripture, particularly something from the Psalms, commit myself, and then you take that encircling, that bubble of God's protection, and you take it with you everywhere you go throughout your day. I hope that this series on discipleship and taking a look at some Celtic practices has been meaningful for you. I hope that you will practice encircling and let me know um, how it goes and that you have found some things in the lives of these Celtic saints which might inspire you to live more for Jesus.